Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Rich Dotson. He's Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. He's Garrett Price. My mic's droopy. And we got a droopy uh, uh, producer here today, too. Jared Wackerly in the house. I'm limping in. <laughs> He's limping in. Don't, uh, don't admit that, man. Limping droopy. <laughs> so we're back. Uh, playoff week in Dynasty for most leagues. If you run a yeah. uh, regular league, if you run a 16 playoff, this is it. The season's over for 50% Ooh. of you. Or if you're like me, you're still getting it in about 95% of my leagues. 95 is a, that's a good number. Still 14-0 in my high stakes league. 350 more points than the guy who's got the second most points. Still confident I'm going to lose in the first round of the playoffs. I'll keep there you all go. updated. I got to buy. So, See, I'm only at 65%. And I felt, I felt decent about that. 65% is pretty good. I had a really good year this year in Dynasty. You must like have a lot 95%. Of Did you have Herbert in any of those? Pretty impressive. Um, seeing that I was the biggest Herbert fan on this podcast, right, that's I have a lot wondering. of Herbert shares. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm uh, not saying I'm 100 so safe in a lot of these. One and done. That Herbert. <laughs> but you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. You got to move on. You got to get through it. I picked up. Now to be fair, did you pick up the stick man? In two leagues, <laughs> are you starting where him? I have Herbert? <laughs> I didn't use any of my blind wa- my waiver money. So you have all one thousand dollars. All in on. Easton stick. Oh. <laughs> All in. That feels gross. Yes. It's, hey, Easton, would you rather start Easton stick or Jordan Addison? You shut your ugly mouth. <laughs> it's closer Close. than I wanted to be. I thought he was going to say Danny DeVito. I, I see, you know who I thought? Russell Wilson. Russell. Russ. <laughs> I had to trade for Russell Wilson. You I still told me. Nice no, you made me so happy. I told everyone. You yeah. told the show. He texted me. He's like, thank me in your victory speech. And I was like, you shut your mouth too. <laughs> yeah, so my whole uh, mojo where I was like, you know, hey, uh, I hope like the Ravens, like everybody by the Browns, like doesn't do well. Yeah, it backfired because then Justin Herbert got hurt and he's out for the year. Yeah, and then my Browns lost their left tackle, their backup right tackle is playing like an All Pro, and their D tackle. Now to be fair, the Browns are like a porn addict. You know, they're overcoming what's in front of them. So we're okay. We'll be okay. <laughs> I, was, I had to think about that one for a second. I think everyone had to think about that one. Well, I'm, I'm still thinking about, about it. Everyone, everyone got there. <laughs> It's, it's the truth. <laughs> oh, we're gonna, we're, we'll, we'll be okay. We'll be okay. So uh, today we're talking. If you, yeah, if you have Justin Herbert, go go get Easton Stick. Yay! Yay! Overcome that. So congrats to everybody who made the playoffs in their dynasty league. You're welcome for all your support throughout the season. <laughs> <laughs> we got you there. You're welcome for listening to us. Yes. <laughs> but today we are uh, we are doing a redraft. So when you look at dynasty, and now that you know, for a lot of people behind, not in the playoffs, they are looking at the core of their team, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you don't have a trade deadline, off loan some of those pieces don't fit the future. So when you look at the core of a team, you're looking at players that are pretty much in that 23, 24, 25-year-old uh, range. Quarterbacks may be a little uh, variant here. So we're going to take the 20 last three-year draft classes. We do it every year. This is this is a draft where we, it just it establishes, like, how good were these past three years and how valuable are some of these these younger pieces versus others. So it's always a, it's a fun exercise and always an interesting one. And we've left some people out in past years. And we've gotten some like angry people. Like the biggest one was when we did three rounds, and after his rookie year, we did not draft Cam Akers, and we had people very upset. And how'd that turn out? I mean, not great for Cam Akers lovers. 
And that was intentional, wasn't it? It, it kind of was. It we, was intentional. Yeah, we were like, yeah, we don't. You we just don't didn't think he's good. Him. We didn't like. Yeah, him. you just had difference in value. Well, like I said in the beginning of the show, you're welcome. <laughs> yep, we're here. <laughs> so, don't don't miss too often, but we do here and there. We that do. One oh, we absolutely do. But that one was not. How's Traylon Burks doing, Rich? <laughs> I still don't know if he plays in the NFL. I watched that game last night where you know the Titans made this big comeback. <laughs> I think he had making a big plays everywhere. I think he had a catch for three yards. Or something it was like the very like the first reception of the game. And then I don't think we saw him. He had like a reverse at one point too. He got oh yeah, he got yards. like four yards. Yeah, reverse, reverse. Yeah, he's, <laughs> like, he's more like reverse Uno. Like get away from me, dude. Like what is going on? Oh, what a miss. Collecting a check. I that I have to input that into my rookie analysis. So like those what, players what do you have just to, don't. What do you win. have to input? Those bigger guys, the bigger guys that suits. can't freaking move. Yeah, they have the, the three cone. I'm listen. My rookie analysis right. is based on. This only going forward. The running gauntlet and the three-cone drill. But you're going to be able to it. only evaluate like four receivers going forward because nobody runs it anymore. Nobody does. I know. Everyone's afraid of it. They are. Because they know it's a true indicator. Every year, I learn and I adapt. We talked about this before. So let's get into the show. This will be a super flex, tight end premium redraft of the core. I'm up first. Yeah, it's going to be interesting Number how this one uh, all plays out. Now remember, Superflex, Superflex, tight end premium, and only the past three seasons. So Matt, so you're at the clock. Yeah, this is interesting. Are we allowed to tell everybody like how wrong their their bad their pick is? Yeah, we can we we can give analysis on on the pick. We, I mean, we can we can make this as long or as short as we want, and we'll just continue this into the second episode. Wait, why don't we let Garrett join the game since he's actually showing up for the first time in eight years? Oh yeah, Jared. or Jared. Don't ever call me Garrett. Do it all the time now. Pussy flipping around this one. <laughs> Jared, you want in? Yeah, Jared, get in here, man. Yeah, sure. All right, you, all you have to do all is we'll just manipulate this. this whole thing while on the fly. Yeah, there you oh, go. While we screw around with these first three picks. Hard. I mean, only if you want it. I mean, you know, yeah, no. If you want it, just I mean, you I mean, let me know. I mean, you're here. No, uh, no prep. But hey, we're here. I mean, give this guy some vagar. He came in limp. <laughs> <laughs> droopy, <laughs> droopy. <laughs> I thought you were droopy. Well, my mic was. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Anyway, so I um. I'm on the clock here. First pick. This, this one's actually this one's actually very interesting and hard, right? I mean, right. do I want to go Bijan, who is an all-world type of running back? Not. I mean, if you want to make a bad pick, I mean, not really. No. So between for me, you know, it's going to lie in at the quarterback position, and it's going to be between C.J. Stroud and, and Trevor Lawrence because both those guys are. Real quick, let's let's clarify this. We're not each trying to build a team necessarily. So if we take four running backs or six quarterbacks or whatever. We're not trying to build a team. We're, We're just trying to take the best players. Is, in this, is this super flex? Super, super flex, flex. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> um, so yeah, thanks. Thank you for the clarification. That makes a lot more sense now. Um, the second show is going to be the one that would be probably quicker. There's gonna be a lot yeah, to talk yeah. about here. This yeah, is it, tough. There's a lot of great options. It, these have been three really good classes in a row overall. And where some classes have been weak, the other classes have been fairly strong to help fill it in. So it's, it's interesting. Um, yeah, so for me, I'm, I'm going to end up going C.J. Stroud, just get the extra years. Uh, I think he's shown enough in this in his rookie season that it makes sense for him to be above Trev in, in this pick just, just to get the extra years. That probably would have been my pick as well. I probably would have gone with C.J. Stroud. I think he's shown enough in this first season that, I mean, you can argue we've seen as much or more from him in one year than we have anybody else on this list. Right. I mean, besides obviously this past week. Uh, right. With where, the injury. Where he was injured, got a concussion, yeah. all that good stuff. Um, he's looked pretty good. 
Yeah, Trevor's flashed uh, the second half of this season, flashed the second half of last season mm-hmm. as well. Still uh, coming in as a uh, you know elite prospect generation. You know, I know we throw around loosely, but a generational prospect. I'm sure mm-hmm. we'll be hearing a lot of this about Caleb Williams and then probably even a little bit of Drake May come up here in the next upcoming months. Hey, Dynasty nerds, it's time to take your Dynasty game to the next level with FFPC's Dynasty Startup Leagues. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just getting started, FFPC has a league for you with entry fees ranging from $100 up to $5,000. Choose from a variety of formats, including Superflex, Best Ball Superflex, Triflex, 1QB, and Standard. With weekly lineups, waivers, trades, head-to-head matchups, and playoffs, FFPC's fully managed leagues provide the ultimate dynasty experience. Most importantly, the leagues are here to stay. FFPC has never had a dynasty league fold. They manage the entire commissioner experience from buy-in management to fulfilling your orphans. FFPC is perfect place to expand your dynasty league portfolio. And here's the best part. As dynasty nerds listener, you can get $25 off any entry fee as a new member when you use the promo code NERDS. Head over to myffpc.com now to draft your team, manage your roster, and dominate your league with FFPC. That's myffpc.com. Promo code NERDS for $25 off any entry fee for new members. FFPC, where dynasty dreams become a reality. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So I have no problem with CJ Stroud. I'm taking Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. But I have no problem with CJ Stroud. I could go either way here. Uh, I don't think there's a wrong answer. Mm-hmm. But I would just take Trevor Lawrence, a more highly touted prospect. Um, has a better group of receivers there. As I know it's not long-term. And who knows what they're going to do build about on CJ Stroud. But in Superflex, you know, quarterbacks are always going to outweigh any other position for me. Totally. So if you have a chance to be a QB1 consistently, that outweighs any generational running back at all. And it outweighs even the receiver because when you look at these guys and these players, you look at them as you want those young receivers because they offer youth and they offer consistent long-term value. Mm -hmm. Well, the most consistent long-term value you can get, even from a point standpoint on a week to week points per game basis will always be the quarterback. You've heard us on the show say consistently that, you know, quarterback number 16 is better well, then some of these low-end wide receiver ones and, most of the time. And so, fan, on, on Fantasy Pros, just for reference, uh, CJ Stroud, 19 points per game right now. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, 17.9. Okay. So, it's, I mean, hard to get that kind of production out of a lot of other positions week in, week out. Mm-hmm. And be consistent. And, you yeah. know, I, I still argue that where Jamar Chase, who's in this uh, as an option in this class, has yet to be a, a top three wide receiver. But right. he's a dynasty wide receiver, too, for most players. I know CJ, some people are arguing CD Lamb right now. And I'd have no problem taking CD Lamb over Jamar Chase if somebody wanted to. Starting to get there, yep. So, um, for me, it's Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, yeah I have I have five guys that I'm considering here. Uh, I think you can make a strong argument for what I would believe are the three best quarterbacks available in Justin Fields, Anthony Richardson, and Brock Purdy. Yep. They're not as... Uh, elite at this point as probably most people would view Trevor and CJ. Um, although 
Brock, I, Brock, I would say that's pretty interesting that you would Brock, say that. Brock Purdy, 19.8 <laughs> points per game and second year bro. Looking, sure. Sure. Looking great. He's yep. played he's played really well. He's I would even really move well. my rankings. I, I, I almost wanted I almost wanted to shake this whole thing up and just start with him. Yeah, and, and I think you can and make I a strong argument for it. Argument. Yeah. So piss uh, that trade him, do you, Matt? I was just telling Rich I was so happy that I Dude, traded for him. <laughs> that was right when he was having a little run. He was having that wall in the He had like uh-huh. three games there. Yeah, where he had that I got wall. Cooper Cup and Kelsey, but yeah, I, mean, I have two leagues. And you're, where and I you're in the a championship one. run, and and I have a buy now. And luckily, you know, Cup is starting to come together. I have a ton of quarterbacks. Yeah, that's good. Um, Go ahead, Rich. But but I, I was saying I have two leagues where I have the one one, and I'm looking at this offseason finding proposals to give the one one for Purdy plus and see if that could work out. Able to. But go um, so I, I think all three of those guys, uh, I, I think Brock Purdy's maybe doesn't have the ceiling as high as Justin Fields and Anthony Richardson, but obviously he's played really, really well. Yep. You, you could make a good argument for the top running back at this point. You could make a good argument for the top receiver at this point in Jamar Chase. So I think all of these guys are within range, but I'm going to stick with the guy that, I mean, he's looked really good these past few weeks. Uh, honestly, most of the season, it's been Justin Fields. And the guy you just can't quit. I, I can't. I can't. And it, it's, it seems like an odd one simply because there is still a chance that he's not this team's quarterback next yep. year. But I, I think he will be the starting quarterback somewhere. And when you look at as far as like touchdown to interception ratio, he's he's been a lot better than most quarterbacks. Points per game, he's a lot better than most quarterbacks. 18.7. So he's... Above above uh, Trev, but below the other guys. And that's even factoring in those first three weeks that were just the entire team was a dumpster fire. So he's he's looked really good. Which which that is a dual tr- threat. Which seems to be a trend for them. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, three, we don't want to start fast. We would like to start as slow yeah. as possible, please. Uh, Their new coach will be net, extra change in that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hope I hope they get somebody defense or offensively minded. Yeah, uh, but we'll see. So I'll take I'll take Justin Fields at three. And that will leave Brock Purdy to me. Yes. Thank you very much. So I will snag Brock Purdy here, sticking with the quarterback in super flex leagues, obviously. And I mean, he might win MVP. He could. He absolutely could. I think he it's, could. I think him and Dak are going to be fighting it out. I think Tyreek should win MVP, but it's just me. I, I, I was going to say Tyreek. Uh, I last think night hurt him. It, in some ways it hurt him. In some ways it helped him. I agree. Because I think it showed how yeah how they how can't function bad, without him. Not that's how true. bad, that's true. but how inept that offense was without him. I yeah, agree. It's a good point. Hundred percent. So it's 100%. interesting. Hundred percent. So it'll hurt the overall numbers. I feel like he needs it. He needs to get to that two thousand yards. He does to win MVP. But how, if he does, I think he deserves he? MVP. And then right now he's on pace for like nineteen fifty three. He was on yeah. pace for over two thousand, sure. but with 60, the injury. sixty yard dud. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna check the odds on fan. If I was betting, if I had like if I had a if I had to rank them, you know, like hey, you get an MVP vote, put me your one, your two, and your three. I would go Tyreek Hill one, Brock Purdy two, and uh, Dak three. I think I would have Dak over Purdy, but I would I would have Tyreek one as well. Fair. Let's see, MVP odds are I, the the reason I have Purdy lower is because I think with that offense has shown that you can put almost anybody at quarterback. He's not. Super valuable. I completely disagree. I feel like compared to other Dak, quarterbacks, these last that couple weeks, teams. if you watched, if you watched a pretty film, he is executing at a very high level, and sure, it's not the sure. offense, it's not yeah. the system, it's pretty. But we've, and we've seen line, a lot Tyreek, of guys, be, and the offensive line's not good. I think they've put in average quarterbacks and made it work. Yeah, this it's is exactly. this is better than making it work. Sure, I think sure. he's better than an average quarterback. He processes extremely well. Yeah. Extremely well. I yeah, would. I, agree oh, with that. I would. Let me put it this way. In a super flex league, 
And I doubt you even make this work. I would be actively trying to what looks like an overpay for Brock Purdy okay. at this point. And I reg- and I'm so mad. You know, when we hit that three week window, you didn't when I said, jump I remember, on it. remember the question was like, Rich and Matt, are you worried about Brock Purdy? And I was yeah. like, No, I want to see him after his buy and yeah. see what college does with him. Right. And he's looked the best he's ever looked since the buy. Yeah. Yes, but I wish I would have taken that window because we always talk about in Superflex when there's quarterbacks that do well when there's this talk out there where there's a dip buy because right. it's worth it that that window is closed and it's yes. on my fingers and it hurts so bad i bought <laughs> i bought me being drunk falling down the stairs and here we are a week i later bought dexter in his like low point in the season early on too uh but i, I didn't get a well, chance yeah, to jump would, on another purdy. prime example of what a great buy would have been yeah uh so yeah i love purdy to me per, i went on my ranking today to go up purdy to see how much higher i got him and apparently he's I, I probably would have taken Purdy ahead of Anthony Richardson too, but currently my dynasty rankings, I have him behind, which this, and this is why I like these exercises because this tells me, yes, I do need to move Purdy right. up in my dynasty rankings overall. So Matt, you're on the clock. Yeah, and this, uh, for me, this is when it starts getting real interesting, right? I mean, like there's Anthony Richardson out there. There's B. John Robinson. I mean, hell, there's Brees Hall staring and me Jamar in the face. Chase. Yeah, Jamar, sure. Jamar Chase. I mean, there's some pretty special tight ends, and there's some. T- this is tight end premium as Jake, well. Yeah, Jake right. Ferguson. Jake Ferguson's down there. I mean, and and a couple of other guys. I don't know. It's crazy. It's true though. <laughs> Jack Charbonnet, the hard runner, and Kenneth Walker, the pass catcher. <laughs> Here you go. See that flip of the script this week? That was, that was my mind was blown. I was like, look at Sharps getting all the in between tackles, and they're 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 targeting Kenneth Walker a ton. Weird. Flip the script. Weird. Unbelievable. Um, but for me, I Jake Ferguson. <laughs> <laughs> Jake Ferguson. Ferg- I wouldn't would argue the pick. <laughs> yeah, you would. <laughs> you, I wouldn't because I lose a player to me. Because you'd be getting a good player. Um, I think Anthony Richardson worries me just enough that I'm going to move off the quarterbacks here. Okay. <clears throat> With the injuries, the constant injuries before the season ending injury. <laughs> I mean, that dude was literally injured every, every single, week. Every single week. He's got multiple shoulder injuries. He, yeah. So now I have to grapple between Jamar Chase and Bijan Robinson. Bijan. Bijan. Bijan and, and Jamar Chase. Probably not too far off in the value of length of uh, value of years you would accrue. Have left. Sure. No, I, I, yeah, I totally agree. So Three. here's the deal. Three. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go with the more scarce position, right? I'm going to, I'm going to go running back. I think okay. it's a generational. I think that's fine. I think I'm going to go um, Bajan Robinson here for all the reasons I just said. And plus, I, there's just something I don't like about Jamar Chase. Oh, I don't like his damn attitude. <laughs> so I, I said this on the podcast many times. Yeah. You have. So I, so You're I'm not a Chase fan. This one is a little bit with Did my head. you just head. like more Chase or Wilson? Wilson who? Oh, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Yeah, oh, yeah, Russell yeah, Wilson is my least favorite yeah. player in the NFL of all time. Of all time? Yeah, all time. Wow, you really don't like him. And, that, and trust me, I don't like John Elway. But that was more of like a physical, he hurt my heart kind of thing. Sure. Like Russell he Wilson. physically hurt his heart. Yeah, Russell Wilson hurts my ears. Mine, mine too. Dude. Yeah. Physically. John Elway hurt my heart also. <laughs> I mean, I know it's more Terrell Davis, but yeah. I wasn't like born yet. All right, yeah, we, we all know Young drafting, buck. Jared. Oh. So I'm just coming in and trying to disrupt our show hey, flow. I'm trying to keep flowing like I used to. I'm, you know? Come on. I'm back. <laughs> I wasn't born yet. <laughs> That's right. I keep the show. I'll be back again in a month. <laughs> <laughs> That's hey, soon? You're back here for all the rookie stuff, right? <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm on the clock. So you take B. John Robinson. Mm-hmm. But anybody opposed to that? Anybody no. Have anything, like, no. Say? I don't know that. I don't know that I would have made that pick, but I don't have a strong argument against it. I would not have made the pick. Damn right you don't. I don't hate the pick. <laughs> I mean, anytime you get dynasty, 
Anytime you get the number one guy at their position group, it's never a bad I, thing. I think you could have made an argument for, for Bajan as early as three. I think you could have started making that argument. I would have listened, but I wouldn't blame that either. But for me, I'm taking Anthony Richardson because, again, quarterback trumps all. Anthony Richardson showed me enough in those couple games that he played that he's going to be a fantasy force. Mm-hmm. Now, will that force be available? short-lived? <laughs> Because of injuries, or am I gonna, you know, can I get Cam Newton length? Can I get like eight years out of Anthony Richardson? How many, how many years until Cam started getting injured? I think it was like about eight, about eight years. How many until Anthony Richardson started getting injured and having to get surgery? About eight games. Okay. Just not even actually. Just Just checking about eight days. (laughs) I'm just checking, man. So I think that might be on the the upper end of his spectrum. Yeah. Risk and reward. And I get it. But I mean, what he looks, what it looks like, what he brings to the table is, you know, a true difference maker kind of, yeah. you know, players like Definitely. that, in that position are the ones that walk you into the playoffs, right? Yeah. Like if the Christian McCaffrey, if you have Christian McCaffrey on your team and you have a bunch of okay guys behind him, he could walk you into the playoffs. Yes. You know, we've seen years where Peyton Manning, Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson can walk you into the playoffs. You know, Tyree Hill this year is the kind of player that has walked you into the playoffs. If you have them mm-hmm. because week in, week out, they produce. I have a team that I made the playoffs in that I intentionally was desperately not trying to win in. Like, there was weeks I couldn't even put a full lineup in. And I I have to go back in and now at like analyze this league. I have no idea how I'm in the playoffs. I have zero idea how I'm in the playoffs. But I'm in them. Um because you have players like <laughs> Tyreek Hill that walk I don't have Tyreek Hill, but that walk you into the that playoffs. Just walk you single handedly um, into it. Yep. So I'm taking Anthony Richardson because I'm looking for, you know, with this with these kind of picks at one six in a startup like this of a court, like say you did a draft like our draft's gonna start with core draft only. Until these guys are gone, you can't take anybody else. I want somebody that's going to make a true difference to me. Like, you know, a guy like Jamar Chase, is he really good and going to make a difference on my team? Yeah, but, like, there's going to be up weeks, down weeks. Like, he's he, he's yet to show me he's the number one all at his position. I've seen Andy Richardson show me enough where he could be the number one guy at his position. So, I'll take Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Andy Richardson's played parts of five games. Yeah. He's shown you enough that he can be the top guy. But Jamar Chase hasn't shown you enough that he could be the top guy at his no, position. No, he's not consistent enough. Where where is he? Where is the consistency from Anthony Richardson? Where's the consistency in your argument? <laughs> He's literally missed so much time. How many crystal balls do you own? <laughs> Not enough, apparently. Because I mean, I, haven't, I, I just I don't get that at all. I don't get that at all. And those in that lower Anthony Richardson so consistent. No, no, Jamar Chase. No, I saw. No way. Just because it's a bucket of scum. Listen, you're looking out the porthole of a giant (laughs) ship. You're like you're in the cockpit of a C-17. I'm looking through the peephole of a door, but we're I still see what I want to see. Like I see enough there at a position where I am happy with what I saw at a position that offers the most value in return. I didn't get Jamar Chase for Andrew Richardson straight up. He comes back and he plays healthy eight games. There. I get him straight sure. up. You know, I could have got, I get Jamar Chase for CJ Stroud straight up. Jared could have got him for CJ uh, Stroud for Jamar Chase. Stop bringing up my trades. He refused to accept the <laughs> offer until I declined, until I retracted that offer. Retract. Yeah. Give yeah. me that at six. I was right, like, well, okay, it's just, it's a bit, I, I believe it. Let me put it this way. I understand what you're saying, but yeah. I believe in the positional value so much in Superflex. That's fine. I'm cool with that fine. argument. The consistency one. Did you hear his analogy? A C seventeen, C seventeen, and a people. Yeah. And a By the way, a C seventeen is awesome. Thanks, Meeks. By the way, we are well aware of how awesome it is. Yes. Uh, all right. Speaking of I experience. am going to go with the aforementioned Jamar Chase here. Uh, Where's the consistency? 
<laughs> you know Anthony Richardson. Uh, it, it, when you look at a points per game basis, he's been he's been pretty elite over the course of his career. Uh, he was a top. What was he? I think he was wide receiver six as a as a rookie. Uh, and you might think that, but Rich would refute it. Yeah, wrong. <laughs> you mean sixty six? Is he top uh, three at his position every year? All I'm saying is he's he's been fantastic. Every time he's been on the field, you can plug him in. You have no worries about him. That's not true. That's 100% true. Okay. Keep talking. What's not true about it? Hold on. You keep talking. I'm going to bring some stuff up here. You bring some stuff up because Jamar Chase has been, when he's been on the field, he's been one of the best receivers in football. Bar none. Like, easily. He's, oh, yeah, easily. Yeah. He's so, really good. I'm so not, you, you wouldn't draft him. He's right. my wide receiver two overall. Okay, so right. why yeah, are you hating like on him so much? Dynasty wide receiver two. Here, here's why he's hating. 9.9.1, A lot that, of under 10 point games. That's that's why that's what he's citing and, and I agree sure. with what Jared said. It has been a weird year. It, for it's him. it's been a weird year, but I'm gonna attribute a lot of that more to Joe Burrow so than I am to Jamar Chase. It's been a weird year for him. Uh, for because Bengals. of Joe Burrow yeah. not being there for sure. Okay, then yeah, it's been a weird year. So let's go back to last year where he was wide receiver number 11 overall. And how many he games missed, did he have? He missed four uh, games, I think. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, that counts. But how many, you know how many games he had under 13 points? One, two, three, four. Then he missed some games. Four games under 13 points. Okay. So he had 10 games over 13 points. I'm just saying if I want, if I'm taking a guy. That is my wide receiver two overall. So, so I know, don't think he is your wide receiver two overall. He I, is I, in the I'll rankings. I'll tell you what, C. Lamb, but maybe not yeah. in the heart. C. Lamb. Yeah, is I was going to say I don't think he really is. There's an argument for C. D. Lamb to overtake him. How many games in last year that C. Lamb had under uh, twelve points? Three under twelve. What about under thirteen? Under thirteen. Three. Okay. I was like, we're not switching the numbers. <laughs> yeah, now. sorry. Yeah, you know how many had under twelve <laughs> and yep. a half. AJ Brown last year had he had under thirteen points. He had one because he got and that, that game he got hurt in. I've taken away the game, got game he got hurt in only two games under thirteen points. All right, well then so, you have to take away the so game. So the point is, got hurt you know, my, my, and I've said it. Remember, I said this before the season started. I, like, you don't I need, like him. I know it has nothing to do with not liking him. It has to do with perceived value, right? Perceived value versus production, and. So when people want to say, like, what was the biggest argument about where Joe Mixon fixed, finished last year? Well, you had that 150-point game. Well, Jamar Chase has got that 150-point game. Where would he be without that game? My problem with Jamar Chase is that he doesn't bring consistent points per game value every single week. You get too many of those 10, 12, 13 points per game, which is, again, that's great. But for where he's valued and where he's drafted, like, I have somewhat of an issue with that, personally. And it's not that he's a bad player. It's just about where are you taking him? Like, wh- like, would you rather have CeeDee Lamb or Jamar Chase? CeeDee Lamb is going to offer you more consistency. Right now, A.J. Brown is almost offering you more consistency at a high level than a guy like Jamar Chase. That's why I would take Anthony Richardson. That's where I bring in the consistency aspect of it. Jamar Chase is a fantastic player, and I'm not saying he can't give you that. I'm not even saying he can't give you that. But so far, which is this is his third year in the league, right? Correct. He has not given us that so far. So that's all I'm saying. And that, and honestly, that's what I said at the beginning of this year. What what do I need to see from Jamar Chase this year? I need to see more consistency on a week-in, week-out basis. For what not it's so worth, much of a roller coaster. And he's a roller coaster. He was he was wide receiver five as a as a rookie. Uh, so he was Still number not five top overall. Three. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, let me tell you about our friends at Sleeper. Guess what? Our app is the mini is live on Sleeper right now. The Dynasty GM, you use the analyzer, you can use the the, the trade calculator. And my favorite thing is the inbox, right? Where all your trades from all your Sleeper leagues are right there. You can actually push trades through the actual Sleeper app. And right now we could be more excited to be partners with them. And right now, if you don't know, they are doing DFS. And I know how many people that play Dynasty play DFS as well. And right now there's not a better place to play DFS than Sleeper. They're offering up to 100 times your, your entry, the highest payout in the whole DFS market right now. You can track your fantasy players and your Sleeper picks in real time. All you gotta do is choose two to eight of your favorite players from pregame live in-game, or even across different sports. Pick more or less than the predicted stats, and only on Sleeper you can get up to 100 times your payout. You can share with your friends and get rewarded together. Make sure you use that promo code NERD so our friends know that friends sent them their way. Ooh, um, <laughs> and get your deposit match and have Friendly. a good time. You have all your DFS, all of your fantasy leagues, and now even a Dynasty GM in one spot is fully operational inside Sleeper right now. And then when you're a NerdHerd member, you get that full access to that. And remember, you also want to download the Dynasty Nerds app because they're both in there. Check it out. Check our friend Sleeper. Check out a DFS. Use that promo code NERDS. Get your whole estate. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. Yeah, listen, if you're taking a guy number two overall in a startup in a non-super flex league, all right, or the number two guy in his position outside the quarterbacks, you want a guy who's going to finish top three overall year in, year out for at least four or five years, right? That's why you're taking that guy there. That's why Tyree Kill has been an absolute diamond mm-hmm. in face football. It's why Justin Jefferson is the number one wide receiver. You know where Justin Jefferson finished last year? Number one overall. Well, we'll see. Hopefully, CeeDee Lamb does finish there this year because up until this point, he has not finished as a top three receiver. But at least this year, he's like, if, give me give me one. And this is not saying Jamar, Jamar Chase right now is quarterback or wide receiver, receiver number five. five. So like, that's great. It really is. It's great. But and that's you, the thing. You consider all of the things that he's had to go through versus CeeDee Lamb's had a consistent quarterback all season has long. He? He's has all right, he? hasn't had an injured quarterback. He hasn't had an injured quarterback, but consistent, not okay. really. Yeah. Beginning of the season. Sure, was, was sure there were some, yep. some bumps and curves, but he's had the same guy, a guy that's playing sure. at an MVP level this now, year yes, for the entire season. And a player I've always loved that he's always hated, a guy like DJ Moore, who's currently yeah. wide receiver seven, Jamar Chase's wide receiver number five. DJ you know, Moore's when, had a fantastic was, year. Yeah, we've been on the we've it, been on the Moore bus. And too. when Justin Fields plays, he imports that produces a higher level. Just DJ Moore's averaging 17.8 points per game. What while Jamar Chase is averaged 18.4. You can get DJ Moore plus a haul for Jamar Chase. A haul. So what I'm saying is just the value that he is worth right now in my eyes mm-hmm. isn't it outweighs you know like it's more than his production. It's more his than his production. So so you would take CeeDee Lamb over him then? I still have him currently at wide receiver too. Cause I, I also believe in Joe Burrow. T Higgins is most likely gone after this year. Right. But what happens if the Bengals draft a, like a, this is a deep class. What if they, they, re- draft somebody what they replace, replace T. Higgins? T Higgins with another first round receiver, which would be nice. Cause they're at the page of Jamar chase soon. Uh, but I mean, Jamar chase has shown that he can 
be a top five receiver even with Deegan. So one, well, I mean, one year, yeah, one year Listen, and this year, so two and years. And with the next pick, <laughs> these are important dynasty conversations. Jared. We've been on this for freaking ten minutes. Hey, well, it's important. You're these talking about important. the number one two overall. I'm just talking about value. He wants to know my answer why I feel this way. I'm just trying to explain myself thoroughly. Jared just wants to make us pick people. <laughs> he uh, hasn't I mean, been here for so long. I'm, I'm right. <laughs> I'm just telling you. I'm right. I know, but you guys I'm have right. made the same argument like three times. Yeah, we're, I'm redundant. I always that's if you've listened to the show, you know how I always repeat myself to make my point across. I don't, I don't give you any more information. I don't say it once. You might forget it. All right, so like all the good quarterbacks are off the board for the totally. most part. Yep. Oh, that sucks because Bryce Young's there too. And that's yeah, all the good quarterbacks just, are off the board. All, like uh, you said, all man. the good quarterbacks are off the board. What you were a right. I mean, Sam Howell's still there. Oh, I can't say that on this one. Anyway, you're fine. I was real torn on this Which one. I mean, taking? there's good. Yeah. There's good, there's good running backs left. Brees Hall, Gibbs. Come on, please hurry ETN, H-Han. <laughs> huh? Get, he's telling you, he to, hurry. you to hurry He's up. telling you to hurry up. <laughs> really milking this <laughs> You know what? He's going to go home. Yeah, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna send him home. I'm going to edit all of Rich's bad takes together. <laughs> and just... All right, Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson's my pick. Player. Every one of them. Garrett Wilson's my pick. I was between him and uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. It was tough, but wide receiver shelf life for me here. Um, always going to go with the wide receivers. I'm glad you had to make that selection but, because I was actually thinking about that, putting this together. Like, who would I take between Garrett Wilson and Amon Ra? And I honestly don't know that I have a good answer. No, it's a tough. It's a tough choice. The good news is they're both really good. They're I both just, fantastic. I yeah. think long term, Garrett Wilson ends up being he has the higher the ceiling better for receiver sure. for sure. But I mean, if you're gonna argue, I'm gonna, he's you scoring. Want, you want consistency? Yeah, he's scoring. That dude's been freaking consistent. So I mean, I could go either way here, but Garrett Wilson's my pick. Yeah, I can't believe you. Yeah, man, that's a nice, that's a really nice pick, and, and it leaves me with with the tough decision of probably picking between two lions here. Um, and it's for me, it's not, it's oh, not, it's not the running Brees. back. It's not, it's huh? Over Brees? No, it's not the running back. It's Amon and oh, no, it Sam, Sam Laporta. Ooh. This is tight end premium. Sam Laporta right now isn't he's been a that, monster. He's not that much farther down the board. If you're looking at overall points per games at a super flex tight end premium, um, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown's 19.2, which is, uh, you know, almost three, three plus points ahead of Sam Laporta. But you have to look at positional value as well. Sam Laporta is a tight end. There's not a lot out there getting almost 16 points a game like Sam Laporta is in tight end premium. So, I almost want to just go with the scarcity pick here again, two times in a row and go Laporta. That's and, bold. And you know what? I'm going to, God I'm, I'm going to do it. Gonna take. Yep. That's bold. Hey, I, it, it, I don't hate it though. It's bold, but that's what you have to do in these type of things. You have to look at that type. That's the kind of decisions I'm making when I'm on the board. I can get another wide receiver. That's going to score 19.2 points. It might be a little bit difficult. It's really, really difficult to get a tight end. I, rookie tight end that's scoring 16 points a game and only has the arrow pointing up. I think that that's, that's gotta be the pick um, just due to the fact that there's only so many out there. I, I can't blame you at all for making that pick. And I, I was curious, like when are these tight ends going to start coming off the board? Cause I had a feeling it would be, we would see some in the first round. This is higher than I thought it would go, but if he ends up being anywhere close, he doesn't have to be as good but anywhere close to as good as what we've gotten from guys like Travis Kelsey, Rob Gronkowski, like the top mm -hmm. one or two tight ends every single year, they're elite difference makers. So the I think the hardest part about this is 
as good as he's been, he is still a rookie. Yeah. Do we expect this to continue we've, we've on through? We've seen a lot of times rookies come out and do well their first year and, and then, then regress. Regress, yes. We've seen it. I mean, Evan Ingram did it. Pitts did Pitts it. Ingram's back, baby. And not, yeah, Ingram's back. He is back. And, and, and hopefully, hopefully Pitts will hopefully be, Pitts will be you back. No one tells me system thing. Guess what Pitts is in? A bad system. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> wow. Yes. This is this is the hard hitting analysis yes, this, we need. This is it. <laughs> bad system. <laughs> Rich, you're up, man. I, I, I love that pick. <laughs> yeah. I swear that's the pick I was going to make. And I was going to believe the exact it. same reasons that he does. We all know that if you listen to the show, I'm a huge tight end honk. And I made this decision, you know, we were at dinner at the Fantasy Football Expo. And, you know, a player I absolutely adore in Devon Achan was on the board. Uh, Zay Flowers was on the board. There's players on the board. And I sit there and said, I'm going to take Sam Laporta over all these guys because the positional value is that important to me. Mm-hmm. And... Boy, am I glad I did. Yeah, that worked out. You know, it sure did because I was like, I don't. I was like, the one position I need is tight end, and yeah. I got my tight end. Essentially, my tight end one, uh, him and Hawkinson. So, goes back to what we said about you know B. John Robinson. Anytime you get the number one guy at his position group, it's important. But if you get a good number one guy at a position group that is a scarce position group, now spares, scarce, scarce, yes, scarce, You know, that's even more so. Now, scarce. I think the dynasty scarce. tight end position is the the best depth I've ever seen. And we talked about this kind of yeah, last week. Yeah, we did last week. It's going to get better by, by Adam Brack, Bow, Brack Bowers. And seeing the rise of Trey McBride, it's really kind of made it a really good group. So I love the pick because you're getting a very good player at a, at a scarce position. So for me, I'm taking Brees Hall. Okay. Take him over on my Rod St. Brown. It's just, you know, like you guys said it before, it's much easier. Even look at the depth here at receivers that I still have my, my choosing of. I love a lot of these guys. Oh, yeah. And we have a really good wide receiver class coming in here again. So when we're doing the same exercise next year, it's going to be interesting as well. But Brees Hall, to me, is still one of the best running backs I've ever scouted on tape. Smooth on like butter, man. He's looked really good these last couple of weeks as well. Once you get a good quarterback in there, that offensive line gets helped out some. He is going to be a dominant force. He's going to be a great buy this offseason if there's any dip in his value whatsoever. Once, I he's, absolutely a, love once him. he's a full year past that ACL surgery, him and Javante Williams, both of those guys – are going to be Javante has been playing really well. He lately. has been, and he. But next year is going to be a different level for yeah. both those guys. It was my argument for Javante before the year started. I know yeah. I, I reversed track on it. I was like, listen, take reverse, some, reverse, reverse. History says step after step, step ACL step. tear, history has shown us. Which again, you know, as a po- if you play poker, you always go by the odds, right? Like sure. the hand that you bet the start is by the odds that you have. Odds would tell you that after a year after tearing your ACL, unless you're Adrian Peterson or Saquon, you know, not it wasn't Saquon. Uh, There's only Adrian Peterson, like one other player. It's going to take a year for you to come back to full health. Yeah. And Brees Hall, just like Javante, is starting to show us a little bit of that right now over his last couple of weeks. So about a full year uh, takes to return. So for me, I'm getting my dynasty running back number three. I just bumped Christian McCaffrey ahead of him because Christian McCaffrey is just unreal. Bonkers. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, Unicorn. So, but they're right next to each other. I actually bumped them. I think I bumped him. I might bump him ahead of. No, not Jamar Chase. Not yet. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm taking Brees Hall. I mean, yeah, the way they use him in the pass game, he has a potential to be a top three running back year in, year out. One Absolutely. of the best running backs I've ever watched on film. All right, I'm up at 111. If if we were, if this was the type of thing where we were truly building a team here and we weren't taking just who we thought the best available player was, I would probably be taking Gibbs here uh, because I do think 
that there is a little bit of a teardrop and there's only so many good running backs to go around in this. So I'd want to like hoard those running backs knowing that I could get some good wide receivers later. But if I'm truly going on who I think the best player available is, that's got to be Amon Ross St. Brown. He was a guy that was, was overlooked in the draft process, went on day three and his rookie campaign started a little bit slow, but those last like six games, he just, tore up and then just never stopped just continued year after year after year um so this is year three now of him just being an absolute dominant ppr player constantly gets open constantly making plays and if you you know he's kind of the antithesis of of jamar chase that we were talking about the the fluctuation sometimes in the production haman ra is just so consistently good you just you plug them in and you don't even this give year, a second thought about 19, it. 16, 19, 16, 30, 23, 16, 30, 21, 18, 12, 5. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, obviously it, this past week was a dud for their whole, their whole squad. Gold. Yep. Yep. Consistency is the most points per game value. Just consistency is the most precious thing. Yep. In dynasty. And that's why you love points per game. I mean, someone's going to get skewed with those 50 point games. Whatnot, sure. But that's what Amon Ra Brown does get you is that consistency. And you can't, you can't put money on it. No. All right, uh, Jared. What do you got, man? Last pick. First I, don't, round. I don't know. I, <laughs> I decided to go Jameer Gibbs here. It's a good pick. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, once they started using him like they should have been using him the whole time in the past game, I mean, he exploded and he's finally going to get, get in the end zone. So, um, that first round draft capital, we're starting to see like for running backs. I mean, you always go with first round running backs. Mm-hmm. They typically always hit for the most part. So, um, what was that? <laughs> I know. Let's just not count him. Anyway, <laughs> Rich, <laughs> would, <laughs> Rich would love to. There's a small glimmer. Hope I like, mean, when, is when there, Pacheco is out and like Clyde Lair is going to start this week. I'm like, it, come on, baby. Show us something. <laughs> I know. <laughs> come on, baby. Still show hey, I don't, I don't I know had if, to start him in a league this week. I, started <laughs> hold on. I don't know if you noticed what shirt I'm wearing today, but Josh Jacobs got injured. <laughs> so dust it off, dust it off the Raiders the, nerd the shirt. Raiders. Zamir White. Baby. If you guys were on the clock here, who would you have? It would have been Gibbs. Cause I even said I was, Top, tassling back and forth between Amon Ron Gibbs. Uh, so it would have been Gibbs for me. It probably would have been Gibbs for me, too. Puka Nakua is so good, though, too. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Looking at some of these wide receivers, I, I know. Might, I might have gone one God, of the wide receivers. God, the wide receiver position so deep. Um, all right, real quick, before we get into the second round, I know we haven't done deep dives yet, but just quickly, where would Caleb Williams, Drake May, Marvin Harrison, and Brock Bowers, first of all, would all three go in this round for you? Secondly, Roughly, where would you have them? All move them all to the top, essentially. I'm taking Caleb Williams ahead of all those quarterbacks. Okay, other than Stroud, I think I would have Stroud ahead. Still, proven, but Caleb moves so much better though. He does. I know, but he's just proven. Stroud's proven. There's still a risk. Okay, and and that's fair if you want to do that. That's fine. Like if I, I mean, had I, one, I love Caleb Stroud, too. I probably yeah. wouldn't do that. And then I'd probably put oh, where did Marvin Harrison Jr. go? <laughs> probably right after Purdy for me. He would be the top wide receiver. Yeah. I'd take him ahead of Bijan for sure. Yeah. Over so, Chase too, huh? Oh, definitely yep. over Chase. Yeah. Easily. Why? I'm six, just kidding. No, I'm six just foot four. No, I'm not getting into it again. Uh, I would take runner, Jump balls. I, I, I love Marvin Harrison. Fastest hands would, in the draft. Hey, Chase. I'm not going to argue with you there. Yeah. 
without knowing where he goes and, and all that stuff. Yes, I, he, I can tell you exactly where Harrison's going. He's going to Arizona. Drake may. I mean, I'm hesitant if he lands I in New England. I can tell you exactly. Exactly. He know, without he's, a doubt. He's going to look through his. I will bet. I will bet people? anybody. Do you remember the, the Mike Gusecki for sure going to the Chargers? I, I will God. bet. He still can next year. Just wait. <laughs> where, balls don't lie. Where'd you say Harrison's going? Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals. Pick one, three. If the Cardinals have one three, let me put it that way. If the Cardinals end up with one I would three, say that's that's part of the risk of it that, is you don't know where they're picking where they're Virginia. Now. Okay, that's right. Uh, the fair. I'm just looking at the draft order is pretty much set in stone, yeah. which it's not. If it was today, yeah. he's an Arizona Cardinal, one hundred percent. I wouldn't be surprised somebody tries to trade up in front of them, even if they're there. No, it's not because it's a hundred. Well, New England's at two. They're taking a quarterback. Yeah. Number one's Caleb Williams, or maybe maybe Drake I was May. gonna say we'll see. It's one two quarterback. If Drake May goes to New England, though, I'm a little worried. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I am. Oh, you see a report today? Bill Bell checks out. No, I didn't. Yeah, Tom uh, Karan, he's uh, he's always right about the Raiders, said that it was decided after week 10, the loss to the uh, Colts in Germany, that they're mutually going to part ways. Like it's And that guy's never wrong about the Patriots. So even like Dave Portnoy went on his Twitter today and said, yep, he's like, I have inside. He said, this guy's never wrong. He's like, seems like, and Portnoy's like, I don't care. We had 20-year dynasty. We don't ever win a playoff game again. And we could lose every game. He's like, I'm. I can live with it. Yeah. We, we They're a so, pretty spoiled fan base. So it looks like uh, Belichick's uh, going to be leaving New England after this year. Interesting. It, very interesting. So yeah, and, sure But not altogether unexpected. No. They've looked well, like that makes me feel better, actually. Huh? It actually makes me feel a lot better, too. Yeah, he's terrible at picks, dude. Dude, sure. if he goes to the Chargers, I'm getting rid of everybody on the Chargers that I got. What are you talking about? I, I heard uh, he might go to uh, uh, Washington. The Commanders. Interesting. But either way, fantastic. So yeah, like, I mean, fine. Just uh, just avoid them, like I've been doing, and everything will work out great. And then for me, like Brock Bowers is, I don't know, man. That's that's tough because Brock Bowers against like Sam Laporta. I'm I'm definitely going Laporta. Laporta. I, I think La, I think Brock looks awesome. Yeah. But part of the tight end, more than anybody wants Targets, to admit, man. is is the the landing spot for yeah. for tight end is really hundred percent. But Bowers has been dominating SEC since the moment he stepped foot on the field at 18. From the moment that dude was 18 year old, I'm like, oh my God. That look kid's- at Kyle Pitts. Is he better as a prospect than Kyle Pitts? Yes. Yeah. Yes. He's dominated. <sighs> yes. I don't know. He's a, he'll be, listen, I am married to Dalton Kincaid. That's true. You That's are. my husband. But boy. This is some fornication talk right now. But boy, dude. am I thinking about becoming Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt. You're on the clock. Wait, can we recap the first let's, round? Let's recap. Let's recap. Yeah. All right. Who's, who's recapping it? Let's go with the guy who has the best voice. Me. Matt Garrett. Nobody <laughs> <laughs> voted for me. Matt easily has the best voice. For you. I, know, for you. I know I was going to support. All right, who wants to recap it? Go ahead, Matt. All right, so the first pick. Uh, am I? Do I have to say who picked them? I can just go in order. No, right. just go in order. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> CJ Stroud went 1-1, then Trevor Lawrence 1-2. That's my pick. That's my pick. <laughs> tell us about it. Then, then Justin Field. No, he's got to, he's got to tell us about which one. Yeah, Anthony Richardson, Jamar Chase. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> C-17? <laughs> then Justin Fields went 3. Brock Purdy went 4, which 
seems low right now when I'm recapping. Um, five went Bijan Robinson, uh, six Anthony Richardson, seven Jamar Chase, finally, eight Garrett Wilson, <laughs> nine Sam Laporta, ten Breesall, eleven Amon Ross St. Brown, and then twelfth, the final pick in the first round, Jameer Gibbs. So what do we have? Do we? Do you think we have enough time to get through this? Whole, we have enough yeah. time to get through this whole round, right? Yeah. All right. We We're at forty-three minutes. All right, so I guess I'm back on the clock here. Then. Back on black. All right. Um, Will Levis. This is actually tough, right? Uh, there are There is Will Levis sitting there staring me in the face. Um, I'm not really sure if he's the long-term answer. I'm not sure either. You, you love Bryce Young. Man, there's a lot of players I see above <laughs> Will Levis here. No, I know. I'm not going to take Will Levis. I just wanted to mention him just and then pick. say what I thought about him. <laughs> <laughs> Not really sure about that guy, so I can't pick him here. Um, this is a tough one, though, because uh, I, I, I'm looking basically between Jalen Waddell and, and Devontae Smith here. Oh, is there anyone else? This is crazy because it's so easy for me to pick. Is it? Oh, yeah. There's a guy I'm just eyeing up. All right. I'm going to go Devontae is Smith because I think he is the best long-term guy, and, and Rich can get whoever he wants there with the next pick. Yeah, Jalen Waddell. Yeah. Easy Oops. peasy. What did I just do? I mean, Jalen Waddle has shown us that he can be a top tier receiver. Right. He hasn't even got to talk about Smith yet. Yeah. Um, no, something, <laughs> something, something happened on the spreadsheet. I got uh, it. I, I put your picks in. No, oh, correct, correct one I, six. One six got all screwed up. I forgot that I was on the board. <laughs> uh, I mean, Devontae Smith. I mean, obviously hasn't had the year that we all that all everyone wanted, right? I sure. mean, AJ Brown kind of took the uh, the lion's share of the work there. Took took the alpha male uh, role there, and. and and Devontae Smith kind of took a backseat, but he's got so much potential. And this yes. is kind of Philadelphia this whole year. That whole offense kind of feels like it's been off a little Just bit. Just a tick. Just a tick, right? Yeah. Like a, a, a like a watch that needs some tune, fine tuning. Right. It's still running, but maybe it's it maybe it's losing a second every yeah. two days. Yeah. You know, one of those type of things. Sure. And and that's just kind of how they feel uh, to me. So Devontae Smith might have just been kind of a innocent bystander. I, I love the talent. He's always open. That dude just crazy, always. crazy separation. Plays bigger than his, you know, 165-pound frame you'd ever think. So um, I got no problems with him long term. Uh, I like Devontae Smith. Oh, love yep. love him. And even somebody who you would think like, hey, he's having a down year. Wide receiver 15 down a year. Yeah. Not, you know, not ahead of. You know, I know, and I know he's been on fire lately ahead of Debo Samuel, yep. who's been on fire. He's one spot ahead of Debo Samuel. But Devontae Smith, like you said, he's just, from the moment we watched his tape, like this guy will always be good because he'll always be open. He, and he, oh, he, dude, he dominates the sideline. And we, we talk about like Marvin, Han, Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm-hmm. Devontae Smith reminds me a little bit of Marvin, Marvin Harrison Sr., who, who was a smaller guy, not mm-hmm. quite as big as, as, as his son, and, and was just able to dominate because he knew how to play wide receiver exceptionally well. And that's what Devontae Smith is. Yeah, he's he knows a, how to, he's a professional. He came out of college a professional wide he receiver. Did. Absolutely. And has just been building, you know what I mean, once he got into the pros. And we had him ranked ahead of Jamar Chase. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. The time coming out yep. because of how good he was on film. Uh, you know, have Marvin Harrison Jr. won a Heisman? What he didn't? No, no. he got to he got to be a finalist, but he did not win. Jaden Daniels, close but no cigar. I can't wait to watch his film. Yeah, I've heard a lot of mixed things. Or his deep balls, nice. Yeah, I need to watch. I don't know. Yeah, Devontae Smith to me is fifth year senior. Yeah, yeah, at least. Yeah, 
Devontae Smith. Some of these guys. Super like, duper. Super, I don't you know. know. Seventh, eighth. I Are don't we know. still Bo, getting super Bo Nicks, Bo Nicks' insurance is cheaper than most because he's old enough. Yeah. <laughs> but he's look good. Has he hit that 25? I, I wouldn't be surprised. College football, I mean, years. it's going to be golden era. Yeah, we're get some old guys. Golden era, I mean, just like the parody and the games and because everybody's going to stay back and older quarterbacks filling holes with NIL people instead of recruits that don't pan out. Yeah, I don't. I don't like the way it's going personally. Um, not as much of a fan. I think it's good for consumer like us watching mm. better games. I, I think anyway, it's harder to five, judge rookies when they're bouncing from one scheme. I'll to say this though: team. five of the last seven Heisman winners were transfers. Crazy. Yeah, interesting, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Baker Mayfield, Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray. I, I think I got those switched year wise, uh, and then we had Smith and Young. And, and be fair, Caleb Williams. But some of those James guys James. transfer because they didn't never pl- they didn't have a chance to play. Some of them, yeah. Some of them. So it's like now some In people theory. are playing and then transferring. It's different. Like you know, Joe Burrow left because he wasn't you know uh, who won that job was that uh, it was Justin Fields. Was it Justin no? Fields? It was it was before him. It was before him. It was, well, um, it was uh, Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins, Dwayne Haskins won the job because yep. I went to Cardale Jones. Eesh. So um, yeah, I'm gonna take Jalen Waddle. And for me, he's he's having a down year. Not going to be a wide receiver one this year. But same kind of thing happened to him that's happened to Smith, where yeah. just Tyreek's just been getting the ball so much. Tyreek Hill's supposed to – he allegedly says next year is going to be his last year in the NFL. And he's going to become a porn star. Um, so, Jalen Waddle will be overcoming. <laughs> that's a retirement plan. Man, you know what I mean? Yeah, dude's yeah. wild, man. <laughs> he is wild. Could you imagine? I'm retiring and becoming a porn star. Like, Usually people retire and play shuffleboard. Like, whose route is that? <laughs> well, what's his wife saying? Like, babe, what's going on here? Maybe his wife's down. Yeah, she must be into it. I don't know. Maybe. Teaches so, him. you know, having somebody that's going to be a, the number one in Mike McDaniel's offense built on speed, um, I, I really like the way he calls the game. They'll end up getting another receiver and offset, you know, Jalen Waddle. If he can become in that Tyree Kill role and be that number one option for Tua, I, I look at a nice long career for Jalen Waddle. Love this film coming out of <laughs> Alabama. And for me, it's just, I, I, I'm now just really focused on a lot of these wide receivers here. <laughs> Jared changed Garrett's, no, Garrett's name no, to Pussyfoot on the sheet. <laughs> and I just lost it right in mid-sentence. I, don't, I, I, could, I, totally, I, I lost what I was saying for a second. I, I totally missed what you even said, Garrett, Rich. I'm sorry. <laughs> so while he was... Pussyfoot, go uh, ahead. He was, uh, he was uh, changing my name. He also, he also put a player automatically in there. And I'm not going to lie, that is definitely a player that is... Under consideration for me. Uh, the wide receiver position right now is tough because I have like the next like seven guys grouped crazy close yeah. together. Yeah. Totally. Like crazy close together. So for me, there's not like a big difference there in those players. So you can get another couple of these guys probably. So it really comes down to two running backs for me mm-hmm. is, is what it's going to come down to. And it, not surprisingly, Javante Williams. I'm, I'm a huge Javante Williams guy. Yeah. He's played really, really well the second half of the season. Uh, he's been utilized quite a bit in the in the receiving game as well, which has been good to see. He's been getting in the end zone. I'm, I'm so really, I'm, I'm, we all know your arguments for him. I'm really curious to hear who the second one is. The second I don't one know. and the guy I'm going to choose. Yeah, ooh, Devon Achan. Yeah, okay. I'm going to go with Devon Achan. Right. Uh, so far, what I've seen, obviously, there was that one weird game where. He was, you know, two carries and then got yanked and, you know, that kind of thing. But, but otherwise, and and we talked about it when, during the draft and and I've probably said it five, six times on the show, but 
I, there could not have been a more perfect fit with scheme and player. There just could not have been a better fit for those two. Um, I think he fits everything that they're doing in Miami. I think he's shown everything that he showed in college, plus some. He's been absolutely electric. And as much as I love Javante, because I think he's going to be consistent for the next three, four years, I think Devon Achan has a chance to jump into that elite territory. Devon Achan is yeah, they're a whole other tier above Javante. He's the type of guy that once he takes over that job, which could be as early as next season, mm-hmm. he could just be a league winner. Yeah. I'll be interested to see if they ever let him truly take over the job to where he's getting 20, you know, 18, 20 carries a game. Or is it always going to be the kind of thing where they have somebody else mixed in so he's not taking so many hits? Kind of like Kamar. Yeah. You know, I, right. I, either way, I still think he can re- reach crazy heights yeah. just because of, you know, the the way he can gash for 20 yards, 20 yards. Oh, I broke off a 70 yarder. Like he has that type of. If ability. he could be Kamara alone, he will be an all time great dynasty yeah. fans football player. Kamara is an all. When we look back, it went from it went from LaShawn McCoy, it went from Jamal Charles to LaShawn McCoy to Alvin Kamara. Yep. That Absolutely. was where it went the for tor- those the generational right. consistent talents. And that's what HN can be. So I absolutely love that pick. And I actually think that he's a, a whole tier ahead of Javante Williams for in my own personal, when you get the youth speed and yeah. the way they're utilized. And that, I, I, I could see that argument. And, so and, I love that pick. Yeah. All right, Jared. All right. Well, I'm going to go with former fifth round pick, a guy that we liked, but we didn't talk about too much kind of wrote him off. No, we didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I didn't even do a nerd score for him. Yeah. And, I was going to uh, say, I thought he was, meh. I, I, maybe I, I was wrong. Yeah. I don't think we, like, I would love to say like, oh yeah, I liked him. I saw this guy. I didn't see this coming at all. No, I don't think anybody saw this coming, but I'm going with Puka Nakua. Mm-hmm. He's on pace for over 1400 yards. And if he eclipsed 1,455 yards exactly is what he's on pace for, that would mark him second all-time receiving yards as a rookie. Um, he's just dominated. Even, I mean, Cooper Cup left there. I mean, Cooper Cup didn't start the year, and uh, Puka Nakua showed out. And then once Cooper Cup came back, he still, he still remained relevant. So um, he's a target hog. I, I'm going to go with him over Chris Olave, Drake London, Jackson Smith and Jigba, which is crazy to say, but it is crazy to say. He's uh, but he's looked great. I mean, uh, I think the the proof is in the pudding. He he fits that system so well, and, and he's just doing everything everything that they ask. I, the only questions I have about him is whether or not it's going to be a long term thing. I know. Uh, so the- so so he's obviously shown that he can be an NFL wide receiver. I don't. I don't know that it's going to look as pretty as it does now if it's not Matthew Stafford throwing him the ball in Sean McVay's yeah. system, but only time will tell that. You know what I mean? Um, so it's hard to forget how good Matt Stafford really is, and he's shown how good he is. What Dude, he's doing with this team right yeah. now. His touchdown pass this past week to Cooper Cup. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw it, but it's it the timing. Like yeah. he threw it before he even started breaking out. Yeah. It's my it's my only concern with Puka as well is when Matt Stafford's no longer there, which is probably like two more years at the most. Right. Yeah. That's my concern about Puka as well. But totally deserves to be picked here if you do take him. I have no argument. I wouldn't have taken him ahead of a couple of these receivers, but totally deserves it. Well, with that being said, I am going to take Jackson Smith and Jigba. I'm very happy that he's sitting there. Um, I just like his upside a little bit 
I was going between him and Chris Olave. I just like his upside slightly more, I guess, down the line. Um, I just, you know, from a pure prospect perspective, I think he's better um, than Chris Olave. I just like his physical attributes. Uh, There's always going to be a little nagging issue with Chris Olave's physicality um, in the back of my mind. That's going to bump some other guys up ahead of him, but He's, don't get me wrong, Chris Olave still produces. He's still really good. I saw a stat today on Olave that um, like air yards like left on a field, which aren't his fault essentially, due to the quarterback, eleven hundred yards. The second next second closest is under nine hundred, like a little under nine hundred. His so quarterback's been absolutely killing him. Bad, Derek Carr's so bad. Yeah. So bad. He's just so average. He's not so bad. He's just so average. He's out there like complaining and stuff, like it's not his fault. Like it his body language. So He's no Joe him? Flacco. Oh, I saw that too about him uh Argue, like yelling yeah, his teammates and stuff. Yeah, yeah, a lot of that. Dude, get your emo looking butt on the bench. <laughs> but, but anyway, um, Jackson Smith and Jig was my pick. At, at he's he's looked a lot. Uh, I don't want to say better because I don't think he looked bad early, but he's been more involved in more the involved. offense yep. the second half of the season. And people are dinging him, but like this is what we said was going to happen. Right. It's a crowded offense. He's going to get looks, but not as many as some of these other guys and look for him in year two to really blossom into the receiver that he's going to be. So if, if there is any buy low window on him, which I think there is based on where people are ranking a lot of other receivers, I think he's a great target to go get. Totally agree, man. Cause it's only a matter of time before he's the number two option. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And who knows with the, with how smooth he is and how, how good of a route runner he is there. There might be a time and place where he's the number one option could be. And, and they're sending DK kind of long and, and you know, on go routes and stuff like that's the hard stuff up the middle. And, and Jackson Smith and Jig was doing all the rest of the did work. Did you read that report this week from Kyle Shanahan about getting uh, DK? They hope they knew they were going to get DK Metcalf. Ejected. Uh, ejected from the game. He's, a, uh, he's yeah, an emotional player. Yeah. It, yeah, it was in their meeting. Like, we're going to get this guy out. He's like, whoever's going to get him out. And they said they knew it as part of their interview process during the combine, too. They saw, like, he he's too emotional to be on their team. Yeah. Like, he can't control himself. It's not the first time it's happened. It's not. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. It won't be the last. No, probably not. I. It's really quiet. I'm just wondering. Yeah, that's really quiet. Oh, I'm up. Oh, <laughs> Uh, it's a marriage time. It I is. almost took him, <laughs> but I, I knew. thought about it too. Yeah. Who, who? Who are you guys talking about? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> oh, I'm up. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So oh, Kyle Pitts or Dalton? Who's coming out again? It's King Kate. Oh, whoa, whoa! Don't say that in front of my husband. <laughs> you cheating son of. Uh, so with my I pick, pro- I protest. <laughs> I protest in this marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Object Can you imagine that was like a dynasty draft? Does anybody object to the selection? I do. Why? Because I need him. Come on, baby. You know he won't give you what I'll give you. Yeah, I'm taking Dalton Kincaid. Uh, and you could pretty much say everything we saw about, said about Sam Laporta. Sure. I really think, I personally believe, I found like that Miss America, like I personally believe <laughs> That the, uh, the America, the, the America. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was bad. Uh, you know, I think Dalton, Sam Laporta has given us what we're going to get out of Dalton Cade just earlier. I think once like I said this a hundred times, right? When Gabe Davis leaves next year in the system, then once, you know, digs out the pitcher, I think it's going to be the Dalton Cade, Josh Allen connection for mm-hmm. a very long time. Mm-hmm. And this is a dip that I am definitely buying. Like now, there's no dip where he's cheap whatsoever. I don't mean it that way. I know I tried to get him like two weeks ago off somebody, and he's like, "You, 
you have to overpay so much to get Kincaid off of me. And I was like, okay, that's fair. I feel the same way. So everything said about Laporte, about the scarcity of the position and how valuable he is in a player I still truly believe in. And I absolutely love his tape. And, you know, you got to remember, Don Kincaid has only been playing football for about four to five years. That's it. Yeah. That's how long he's been playing football as a whole. So he's got a lot, of, lot to grow. Still love his route running. He's just absolutely terrific in Buffalo in opportunities he has been given. Yep. And I think it's going to grow exponentially. Don Kincaid's my pick. I actually would have taken him ahead of Jackson, Smith, and Jigba, and Puka. I was, I was seriously um, considering double dipping and and kind of jumping you. I knew that. I knew it wouldn't that. be double dipping. It's just taking the best player you like. No, I know, but I, you know, I, I didn't think you were going to handle me stealing another tight end right out from underneath <laughs> you. So I just let you have him. Look at you, good friend award. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, well, I I knew Devon Achan wasn't coming back to me, but I knew if Matt didn't take Javante, he was safe. probably coming back. Yeah. And so once Matt took Jackson Smith and Jigba, I knew it was safe. So I, I was able to get the other guy that I was deciding between last pick, uh, Javante Williams. Uh, you know, it, the year started off a little bit slow. Uh, and that was to be expected. He recovered much quicker from this injury than we expected. Most people said there was no way. No way. No, zero chance. There's that a he multiple is, knee yes, ligament tear. No chance that he is coming back so uh, in week one. And he did. Now, was it everything that we had hoped and dreamed right away? No. It was, it was, it was <laughs> Rich, a little rough down, at first. Calm down, Richard. <laughs> uh, but he's been, he's been pretty consistent. Uh over the second half of the season, uh, we're seeing him use a little bit more in the passing game. Uh, still not, we, we still haven't seen any of those like huge weeks, but we've had an 18 point game, a 20 point game. Like we've had some of that. He finally scored a touchdown this past week. Yeah. Yeah. He only has, I think like three <laughs> rushing touchdowns on the season. It's, it's not met or maybe two. No, I, I think it's one rushing. He might have a couple. He might have a receiving one as well. Yeah, he's got. I know he has two receiving for sure. Yeah. I think it might be three total. So three total receiving. Yeah. yeah. And there's there's definitely been some bad luck with that where like I remember the one game where dude it was like Samaj P right yeah Samaj uh, yeah. Jaleel McLaughlin yeah, got one sure. on the goal line it's like, what is this dude doing and, on par, the goal and part line. of it was because the one time like did something to his neck that wasn't a big deal but they just wanted to check it out another time like it was just all these like little fluke things that it kept getting yanked out yeah. uh, on the goal line so three total touchdowns but now we finally got one on the ground because the other two were through the air in PPR leagues running back sixteen over the last five weeks. Right behind Raheem Mostert, right ahead of Saquon Barkley. So it's starting to come out a little bit yep. there, giving you high-end Perfect time, yeah, right here at yep. the playoff, right? Yep, and and the volume has been there pretty consistently, even though, you know, the touchdowns haven't quite been there. They will. Uh, but And this is also a team that is shockingly like an ascending team. Yeah. This team looked dead in the water. They were, what, 1-5 to start five, the year? 1-5, I think. And now and they're, they're, they're 7-6, and, and they're pushing for, playoffs. Pushing playoffs. Yes. Defense is really coming around, too. Yeah. Yep, the defense is coming around. That offensive line is starting to gel more. So it, it is one of those teams where it, it you worry about running backs in situations where, like, oh, this team could be blown up. No, this team is in a good spot with yeah. a, a good head coach, and they're moving in the right direction. Yeah, all I got to hear is that the Broncos made the playoffs is about is Russ and why they did it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> It's all about the Russ. Did someone take Chris Olave? No. 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 Nobody took Chris Olave. Oh, well, I will. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Easy enough. Yeah. And, and um, I mean, you guys, were, we were talking about him earlier. That's why I thought someone took him. Uh, you, I think it was between him and... Yeah, okay. it was between him and, and Jackson Smith and Jigba for me. Okay. Uh, well, averaging 17 points per game uh, over the last five games, uh, about nine nine targets per game. And I'm just hoping they upgrade at quarterback next year. I know they paid Derek Carr, but 
he's, he's just so bad. I don't know why that. Uh, I think I'm, I think Carr's contract is such that he'll be there next year. Unfortunately, maybe. I, but I'm hey, if there's sure. a team that's not afraid to eat some dead cap, it's it's maybe. the Saints, <laughs> dude. They live in cap hell. That's there because there, there's some quarterbacks. Um, 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 um. There's some quarterbacks in this draft class that could go mid range first yeah. round. I could it, see he could it. get Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, Nick's. He could absolutely get Jimmy Garoppolo. Bo Nix. I mean, Jaden Daniels could slip a little bit. J.J. McCarthy from Michigan, which he has some tools that I like. No, if, if they could, I think that's the route Penix. they have to go. If yeah. they have, do they have their first round draft pick? I believe so. Okay. Uh, they are projected the 12th pick right okay. now. That's good. So. I, was it last year then that they used their, yeah. their first to round pick? To move up yeah, to yeah. get Chris Olave. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So they had so, two that year. That's right. Okay. But yeah, I mean, huge air, air yard share, like Rich was mentioning earlier. Um, have to go with them here. I was, I, I do like Drake London still too, but I mean, sure. they, they've been too good this year, where they're going to be possibly in the wild card, where they're going to be out of getting a quarterback, like I had hoped in Atlanta. But we just had a podcast forever. If the Bears do trade Justin Fields, it makes unbelievable sense. That'd be to great. To Atlanta. Atlanta would make perfect sense. Yeah. This puts me in a weird spot here, right? I, I really did like Alave. Um, and I don't love any of the rest of these wide receivers. I like Drake London. I wouldn't pay him. I, I don't, like I don't have like, I don't have like a, I, I think he's good. I just don't think he's great. I think he also suffers from what's around him. I agree with that. Um, but that stuff's there to stay. What, what, what? <laughs> I don't, you, until I Justin Fields goes there. Just, uh, Desmond Ritter is not the quarterback there next year. Bet he's on the tower quarterback. There's absolutely no way. No, no, Joe sure. Flacco might be the quarterback. You on ETN? So I'm so I'm right now in my brain trying to figure out whether I should just grab the last quarterback that I think might have any value in Will Levi. Well, Will Levi's. I was really hoping you were saying Bryce Young because I think that dude's my. He's at a point where I think he might just be broken. No, I wasn't going to say Bryce Young. He said no, but I said before before the show started, (laughs) I'm real interested in this whole process, and now it's going to turn into the nerd show of where Bryce Young goes. That's why I said the last quarterback with any real value, Will Will Levi's. It's like you could turn into a buy because. Because he's not him that much. Coach, new coach next year. He looked bad, but I mean, let's—he's he's a rookie. Really bad. So, anyway, go ahead, Matt. You never know. All that, that was, being said, I'm taking Trey McBride. He's a freaking, ah, he's a freaking beast, man. That was my pick. <laughs> All that's to say, uh, uh, can't can't not. Good you pick. know, dude, just that's make a great it. Pick. He's just getting he's just getting targeted an insane amount, and he's doing good stuff with it. So. um Got to go with that guy. Um, fourth, I'll, I'll fourth leave you in guys. points per game yeah. over the last five games and, at, and, t- at and the tight end position. You know, I've mentioned it twice already through on picks. It's just a scarce It's a scarce and, position. And I honestly don't think that the gap between him and Kincaid and Laporta is that big at all. Right. He's like, looked absolutely fantastic. You can tell me when it's all said and done that he ends up being the top one of those three. I wouldn't be shocked. Right. Do I project it? No, but I wouldn't be shocked at all. You know, my favorite thing I saw McBride was it this past, I think it was two weeks ago. When they threw him a touchdown in the end zone, and the refs called it back. And it was, to me, it looked like clearly a touchdown. They said the ball came out of his hands. It was like the Des Bryant kind of play. Mm-hmm. Next play. They went, next play. They went right back to him the next play. And he held on that ball like it yeah. was like, you know, that was the that, that was the rain. That was the rain, right? It was the rain in Pittsburgh. I don't recall. Okay. Um, that was. But. In my brain. I mean, it was that okay. moment where I was like, this dude is a, he's a dog. Yeah. Like, yeah. Dude, that Bumped was a high, low, high moment for me because I had him and I needed that touchdown. Yeah. I was like, God, called it yeah. back. And then next play, I was like, yes. And, and this isn't like, you know, remember Trey McBride was the number one tight end on the board. Like, yeah. At the time, he was a former John Mackey Award winner. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not Brock Browers. He didn't win 
the only two-time John Mackey Award winner uh, in the history of college football, but he was a John Mackey Award winner nonetheless, yeah. and you know a former number one rookie tight end in our rankings coming out. So I, I don't hate to speak either. I am going to take Drake London just because still you know th- this is a player that he has shown when given opportunity to put the ball by him that he could produce. Like he's he could be a true number one receiver, and you know that catch he made this weekend was absolutely phenomenal. I do think he is hindered by uh, the quarterback around him. I think he has draft capital to be on his team long-term. I think this will be a player that does get re-signed to a long-term contract that they really are invested in him. And I, and I think what they've shown too, like if they had to t- choose between him and Kyle Pitts, it would be Drake London over Kyle Pitts, even though Kyle Pitts has a real so, high draft capital as well. So, yeah. Uh, and what I meant by the people around him aren't going anywhere. It's Kyle Pitts and Bijan Robinson. Bijan? Bijan? I got it. B. John Robinson. I'm just saying, like Robinson. I used to say it. Yeah. B. John Robinson. Those are the guys I was talking about that aren't going anywhere, that are going to be Garner. Uh, they're going to be taking away targets from mm-hmm. him consistently. Um, and I just don't think it's a high-powered enough offense the way it is currently constructed for all those guys to excel. And I just think, you know, B. John's And, and then look at this as a long-term yeah. you know, play. There's a couple other players I, I considered uh, taking here. But with the age – because remember, he's really young. He came out super young as well. Yeah. So mm-hmm. for me, I'm a, you know to get a really young receiver that could still be a number one at this point, like we're at the back end of the second, I feel very comfortable. Out of all my options here, I'm looking at the highest upside on the board, and to me that is Drake London. Yeah, I can't blame you for taking him, but I, I'm very surprised to still see this player on the board. And it's one of those where, you know, he's crossed my mind tons of times for yep. for, for a while. And especially with just the lack of overall talent to pull from at at the running back position, I I had to go with Travis Etienne. Uh, I I talked about him kind of in the midseason awards there as somebody that I wish I had more shares of because it wasn't super high on Travis Etienne. And he was really starting to show me something. And of course, as soon as I said that, then he had his six point game, his eight point game. His, <laughs> I was like, of course. And I, and I think that's probably, honestly, it's totally recency bias. That's probably why he dropped a little bit. Probably. In, in this, because if it was three weeks ago and we did this, he would have been taken. But I mean, he's overall running back three on the season, right. averaging 17.5 points per game. So he's had a really, really good season. It's just been buoyed a little bit more heavily because of the touchdowns. That's sure. really been the thing that's putting him over the top. And like I said, three weeks ago, he hadn't had one of those down, you know, as, as big of a downturn as he's had these past three weeks. And now it's like, Oh yeah, this is the return to the inconsistencies. Right. Um, So that's, that's kind of at least how I felt about it and why I hadn't picked him quite yet. Yeah. I I think a lot of people could be sitting here listening to the show going, yeah, what what is going on? Why Travis Etienne? And now I would ask you to do is go back and listen to the show and all the players that went ahead of him. You know, I think this really screams to the strength of these last three years sure. mm-hmm. uh, as a whole because, you know, if this was a startup, you'd be very comfortable with all these, you know, the, mm-hmm. these picks right here. Now, we're only in the two rounds, and we still have – there's a ton of good players here that I'm super still excited about yep. in the next shows. I but, knew you, you were going to do that, Jared. It's, it's also the positional value as well of the running back, right? You know, when, when you're taking these guys, that always comes into equation as well. Like, I'm still going to sit from a dynasty – lens like who would I take on the board here and I'm still looking for long term and Travis Etienne still doesn't fit that mold and there's actually probably what what do you think uh is the lifespan of a, a Travis Etienne I think we got a, probably another two years three two years hashtag two three year yeah. window yeah right there. Uh, and 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 that's the thing like yes 
some of these receivers are going to offer more longevity, but are they offering me longevity as a top five running back, right? A top 10 running back, or they offer me longevity as wide receiver 28. Yeah. You know, and like, yep. yeah, they're playing longer, but that's not making a difference in my lineup. Yep. Travis Etienne, even though it'll be more short lived is going to make a difference in my lineup. Totally. And that's what you have to grapple with. Basically, on, on a pick by pick basis, like yeah. yeah, I mean that's what you that's what you have to kind of yeah, figure. You're out. always taking the running back as a short term two, two hashtag two three year window, no matter what. Yep. Um, and I can just always find I could feel that I could find that you know. Yeah. I mean, but I understand you're saying he's giving you top five uh, upside there, which is a true difference maker, and that's and that's the strongest argument you can make mm-hmm. for him going here or even higher. Yeah, because because I mean you could argue. He should have him, gone. him or Devon Achan, him or Javante Williams, Williams, like yeah. you know any of those guys. So I mean, really anywhere from two, three on, I think you could have made a relatively strong argument. I for think Travis him and Javante would be a really big strong argument. Mm-hmm. I would still take Achan. I'm pushing Achan to the topper. Like, I am too. Top tier. So. Well, obviously, I'm taking them yeah. in that order because I well, took them all. Yeah. <laughs> Clear, uh, close this out. Closing out with the short. Uh, I couldn't think of a joke that rhymed. As <laughs> It's just short, stout. Dude, but doesn't, dude you need to come it's here. It's not right. I'm <laughs> off, all right? Podca- Podcasting's like flexing a muscle. You got to do <laughs> yeah, it and work it out yeah. a little bit. Yeah, you're, you're, you don't uh, tell the joke and then explain your joke because it's not going to be funny. Shut <laughs> 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 I'm taking... It's going to be like, Rich, just tell a joke and hope people get it. That guy, This guy's coming in limp, man. That's all I got to say. Uh, Droopy. Droopy. I'm taking uh, Tank Dell. <laughs> Tank Dell. Um, it's a good pick. I'm guy surprised I liked this pick. a lot. I'm not surprised. You know he loves Tank Dell. I do. I like him a lot and that... Came through, thankfully, because obviously he's an outlier. Yeah, where where was he at before the injury? Before the injury, he was like wide receiver fourteen, right? Yeah. What um, week? What week? Was, I mean, what, he was pacing. Was it eleven? Ten targets. So I would go through week twelve because thirteen was the week he got hurt. Oh, week thirteen, he got injured. Uh, yeah, he was pacing like ten targets. Yeah, a game. fourteenth and fourteenth. Um, I, I, I just like the pairing with him and Stroud. I mean, mm-hmm. pairing him with. One of the best rookie quarterbacks, if not the best rookie quarterback seasons we've ever seen. 14th, and um, that was missing a game, too. And that was missing. I think Stroud's going to be the, the type of quarterback yeah. that can elevate the guys around him. Mm-hmm. And with Tank Dell's ability to separate and make big plays down the field, I, 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 he's a guy I want on my, my dynasty rosters. Now, I mean, there's arguments to be made for you know taking like a Jordan Addison mm-hmm. over him, but Justin Jefferson's there. Houston still really, really doesn't have – a guy. Uh, I, I like Tank Dell over, over Nico Collins uh, in that offense. I, I like I, both players. Like, I, I can see either side of that argument. Uh, Tank Dell, I mean, a guy that he asked for by name. And he literally, on a points-per-game basis, he was a, he was a wide receiver one uh, in his first 12 games. So that's, But Nico Collins was right there, too. He missed a game as well uh, and was right in that same range. So, like, I think, I think both guys are very good players, and I think this is going to be a very strong – passing attack for years to come. The biggest concern you'll always have with Tank will always be his size. Sure. He's always going to be um, out there for injury. I like guarantee just, that's the last time they use him on a goal line. Like, yes. Did, so. I know. Well, they ran a hurry up at that point, which is why he was on the field, right. because he was on the field from the previous play. But I know I saw the same thing. I'm like, why is he in yeah, right there? The like, inside, too. Yeah. Like, that's, honestly, just flex him out, man. I had just on so many teams. Pull that defender out with him. Even him personally should have been, that should have been a career decision on that one. Like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to chill. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not pushing Thankfully, on that one. Thankfully, it was just a fractured fibula. Right. What like, it could have been way worse. All of Tank Dell's equipment, or. shoes, socks, <laughs> pads, underwear, helmet, or Tank Dell. Here, here's, here's what I'm going to say legitimately, though. The nice what? part is, what? 
It he got the, to a the, point where are the pads wet or is he wet? <laughs> uh, he was getting really really expensive. Uh, his price is going to be extremely depressed because of that. I because disagree. of somebody saying, "Look, I'm worried about him getting hurt, and I need players for the playoffs and all that stuff." Like, if you were to acquire Tank Dell, now is the time to do it uh, because because that price is going to be depressed. I see the water just glistening all over <laughs> your body. <laughs> all right. So as a recap of round two. Um, These are extremely <laughs> long show. To, and <laughs> Devontae Smith went 2-1. Went uh, and then Jalen Waddell um, went 2. Uh, Devon Achan. I got it right. Devon Achan. Go. Nailed it. 3. And then Puka Nukua. Jackson Smith and Jigba, Dalton Kincaid, Javante Williams, Chris Olave was eighth, ninth was Trey McBride, tenth was Drake London, eleventh Travis Etienne, and twelfth Tank Dell. Yeah, so that's the show. Thanks everybody for listening. Congrats to everybody that made their playoffs. Good luck the rest of the way. Uh, we will be here every single week. I hope everybody had a fantastic time in this 2023 regular season as we enter the postseason. But as we all know. Dynasty is 365 days a year. It does not stop. If you are out of the playoffs, your season is just beginning. The second, your 2024 season is just beginning as you prepare to rebuild your team and your long-term goal to make these playoffs. Uh, Like I said at the beginning of the show, I hope we've been some help along the way there uh, as we continue to help. I can't wait to get into our off-season content. we still got a little bit more ways to go, but it's going to be a very exciting rookie class. If you enjoyed this show throughout the season, we really would appreciate leaving a rating and review uh, on any way you listen to the podcast. It really does help the show and get us out there more. If you're following along on YouTube or if you don't follow our YouTube channel, make sure you hit that subscribe button, that like button there as well. We'll be back next week with a brand brand new show and hopefully talking to you guys as first round playoff victors winners (laughs) adios